Welcome to Tribe Talk, where we focus on the topics that will help you improve your mental, physical, and spiritual well-being. I'm Dr. Elena Villanueva, and helping people improve their mental health is my passion. I'm Ann Hutira, and nutrition is my passion. Together, we invite you to be a part of our tribe and learn how addressing the root causes of your symptoms can bring you improved health and wellness. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the next hour of Tribe Talk. Aerospace engineering. So I had liked to become an aeronautical engineer and work on designing testing fighter jets or commercial aircraft. He enjoys riding his motorcycle, being in nature, learning new things, listening to music, spending time with family and friends, and building relationships. And he's also passionate about mental health and the importance of eating clean, which that is music to our ears, Tyler, to hear that you're passionate about those things now. You know, when you came to us, it was a very different story. Talk to us about, you know, all those years of symptoms that you had leading up to the, to the time that we met you. Well over basically my entire life to deal with anxiety, OCD, and depression. In about sixth grade, I was prescribed Zoloft, and I thought, you know, that would fix the issue. It masked the issue, then fixed it, it, it fixed the symptoms, but not the root cause of the issue. And as I got older and older, I just noticed I got worse and worse and started losing hope no matter how much counseling or no matter how much uh, medicine I would take. I was starting to lose hope. I didn't think that life was worth living just because it was so dark and gloomy. And I was desperate for anything and I decided you know what, I might give this holistic stuff a try, even though I was a huge skeptic and a hater on it. But I was wrong now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've got a question for you. You said that you started on meds when you were 10, you said? Yep. Yeah. That's really young to, to start on medications. We, we have been seeing a trend that, that you can, you know, look at statistics on trends that, um, you know, over the last 20 years, we've been seeing younger and younger, uh, you know, people really start struggling with anxiety and depression from a young age. In fact, I just got off of a call with, uh, with a woman who grew up um, right next door to a bunch of um, uh, farmers and they were spraying and she's in her seventies, right? So they, this was back when she was a very young girl. They, the crop dusters would come over and they'd spray the fields with all the pesticides and the kids would be running under the crop dusters, waving at them as they're getting sprayed. And she said she started having depression from like eight years old. And then when we started tying in the history, like that was really interesting. But how many people do you know personally that are around your age that started struggling with depression or anxiety, maybe from a younger age or are struggling with it now? I would say I know a lot, a good bit of younger people more than a generation previous that have more really? anxiety and depression. Yeah. So the ones younger than you are really struggling. Well, actually, like people my age, yes, even people younger than me. Yeah. Seems as uh, time goes on, mental health is not being addressed. And there's a, especially with uh, social media, that kind of makes it worse too. So it's just all compounding and it's all just a perfect storm for 
anxiety, depression, any other type of mental disorder to just arise. What was it like for you, Tyler, all those years? I mean, you know, a lot of us think on our teens and early 20s as being this really exciting, fun time in life where you're, you know, learning who you are and making a mind about what you want to do with your life. What was it like for you having to deal with the symptoms and, you know, be on medication so young? What was that like for you? Uh, I was very numb to life. Uh, I didn't really have, I had happy moments and I was a pretty, you know, joyful person, but at the same time, I was dealing with a monster inside my head as well. So I always had to constantly try to fight, kind of try to push him out, which after years of counseling, I realized that was not the right approach to do it and to really fight, quote unquote, the monster. You just kind of had to accept he was there and not resist it anymore. But it just, because I struggled with those mental issues, I always thought I was bad or I was different just because it seemed like not a whole lot of people really struggled with that. But uh, now I own it. And in a way, I'm kind of glad I've had those experiences because it makes me a stronger person. And not only that, I'm able to help other people know and have them know that they are not alone and that they are perfect the way they are and they're not different or bad. And that there might be some underlying causes yes. making them feel like that. Like they're not broken. There's nothing wrong with them, right? They're just like, you know, they've been strong to have to, you know, carry that burden for so many years. But, you know, how did it feel for you when you really started, you know, making, when you started seeing changes, like, were you like, oh my God, like, this is a miracle? Or were you like, really realizing like, oh my gosh, you know, there really isn't anything wrong with me. I, I had these things that were like poison in my body that were changing my brain chemistry. Like what went through your mind? What kind of aha moments did you have when you were going, going through our program? Uh, definitely when I came off gluten and dairy, my whole mindset just, I, I don't know how to explain it other than it's kind of like a complete 180. Uh, even doing, coming off of gluten and dairy and doing counseling on the side. And of course, still taking the medicine. It was, I mean, I was kind of like growing exponentially in my recovery and just learning how to deal with everything. But, you know, coming from an engineering standpoint, you know, just kind of going through a list of, okay, this and this leads to this result, or this does not equal this. So I just kind of do like a process of elimination and all, everything just kind of started clicking for me, but I just kind of had a revelation like, oh, wow, this is really working. I almost thought it was too good to be true. I'm like, certainly there's, they're putting something in it, but no, it's, uh, you're letting nature do its work what it was intended to do instead of putting, like you said, poison in your body, because I was, I was fighting as hard as I could with all the different things that were in my body that were not meant to be in your body. Wow. That's pretty incredible. That's, that's such a great story. I, I love hearing it. I know I've heard your story a few times, but it's always so awesome to hear it. Um, so, and what are you thinking? Do you have any other do you have any other things that we want to, you know, talk with Tyler about, or do we want to kind of start jumping into his 
his, uh, his case study and let Tyler jump in and, and, and do it with us. Yeah, you know, I'm sure people listening are probably wondering at this point, well, what, what did we find when we did all this testing on Tyler? So yeah, let's dive in. We've got some labs to show everybody. We're gonna show you Tyler's before and after labs and kind of tell you what that process was like and, and helping him, you know, find some healing. Perfect. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and share the screen so that everybody can see. While I'm doing that, um, Tyler, are you still on your medications? I am, but uh, my goal is to come off them pretty soon. And I have noticed a couple, because it all happens with human wolves, sometimes forget to do something. Uh, I've got a couple of days forgetting about it, and I felt completely fine until after about the fifth day. It's like, oh, I don't feel right. But that, that's better than going, you know, less than 24 hours and you realize, oh, I don't feel good, you know, versus five days. So I've yeah. already noticed that even if I came off it a little bit, my body's still able to function without it. Yeah. And, you know, what we typically find is that those are withdrawal symptoms. It's not, yeah. it's not that you need the medication anymore. That's typically what our clients find, right, is that they don't need it anymore. Um, in fact, they do better without it, but you can't, you know, you can't ever stop stuff like cold turkey like that. That that can be dangerous because your body, like, you know, you can get really some horrible, like, withdrawal symptoms, even what they call rebound, uh, which means that you can actually have the symptoms you had before, but even worse. And so, you know, it's just, it's just a matter of, like, going into where you start doing, like, the tapering process. So you go from taking it every day to every other day, and then just to twice a week, and then eventually down to once a week, and then eventually you don't need it anymore. And so <clears throat> that's what we end up seeing with a lot of people. And I'm sure we'll end up seeing the same thing with you as well. Mm -hmm. All right, let's jump in here and let's take a quick look. See what we got going on here. I love that picture. Love that picture. Okay. Happy, happy face. All right. Um, so let's just take a quick look at these symptoms. <clears throat> Tyler, you recognize this, right? This is your symptom sheet. Yep. Um, I remember when we first started with you um, and we explained to you what this symptom sheet was and told you, you know, how we were going to rate things from zero to 10 with 10 being the worst and, uh, you know, zero being like zero symptoms. The symptoms are completely gone. And um, when, our, when our team started with you last year and you rated these symptoms, Looking back now and realizing that you didn't even really know what it felt like to feel good, if you were to go back now and rewrite these symptoms, would those symptoms, the very first ones that you wrote on April of 2019, would you have made those numbers any higher or would you have kept them where they are? Uh, I would have definitely increased... Uh the brain fog value and uh, let's see. definitely anxiety would have been higher. But like you said, I had no idea. I, I'm, I was so used to feeling like that. I didn't really know you could feel a different way. So I just kind of just spat out the number. They're just throwing out some numbers. Yeah. And yeah. you know, and, and, um, and if you want to elaborate that uh, about that a little bit, but don't we current, I mean, don't we oftentimes see that, especially with our, you know, uh, you know, teens up to the people that are even like in their early thirties, 
that they don't know what it feels like to feel good. And so they don't, you know, have like, you know, the, the, they don't necessarily mark their symptoms as, as, as high as they would. Absolutely. I mean, with, with our younger clients, with, you know, our clients in their twenties and early thirties, that's exactly what we see. That was my case as well in my thirties. My, you know, it's because you don't have that baseline of wellness. You've been feeling unwell for so, so many years that becomes your normal. And so you kind of minimize in a sense, but you don't know any better. And so, you know, once a person starts to really feel well and feel, you know, amazing and, and tons of energy and feel like you're at your best, then can you really look back and say, wow, I was really sick for a long time. And I don't, didn't realize at the time how sick I actually was. Exactly. All right, let's jump in. Let's take a look at these. You probably haven't seen these for a while, Tyler. Let's take a little look here. So this was your, um, this was your organic acids test. And when we, when we started with you back in April, so that's the one on the left is showing back from April. The one on the right is showing, um, what was that? October. So it was at the end of last year, towards the end of last year. And uh, on, on your initial test on the one on the left, we found a whole lot of things, didn't we, Tyler? It, it looks like we found evidence of mold um and candida which just likes to join the party it's never right it's never the primary cause of an issue but it just joins the party and then we found so much gut issues with you that you probably never even knew you had like gut issues did you you didn't even know it no i always my mom always talked about gut issues and how your gut can actually affect your mental uh your mental state and i always thought she was really kooky but after going through all, you know, these tests and the whole process, oh, I absolutely believe the way your gut is and how healthy your gut is will determine how the rest of your body feels. Oh, absolutely. Because we taught you, right, <laughs> that your serotonin and dopamine are made in your gut. Yes. And so once we started showing you data and you being the engineer mind, right, and, and you know, it's so funny because we've attracted, um, a lot of engineers, in fact, the majority of the men we have, I would say like 99% of the men that we have are, are all engineers. And I think because we do all the data that they're like, okay, you know, let's go ahead and let's do this. If you've got all the data behind it, is that what you were kind of thinking? Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, so if, if, if we go down to the next section here and look under the bacterial markers, all the stuff in red uh, you know, that was showing us that you had like some major, major leaky gut that all of the, you know, ecosystem that was going on in your gut was not supposed to be, I mean, the, the ecosystem was just totally decimated. And then if we go a little further to the very last red mark, um, marker number 15 there, you're showing evidence of a, of a um, type of Clostridia bacteria that was really overgrowing. So like the weeds were really overgrowing in the garden. And, you know, in your case, it was this type of bacteria that is known to alter brain chemistry in such a way that it can cause massive anxiety. Isn't that crazy? And like you are having really big anxiety. So it's like, it was like a compounded effect because we know that mold can do that. We know that leaky gut can do that because if you don't have the right bacteria, then you can't make the right brain chemicals. 
And then on top of that, you added insult to injury, right? With, with this clostridia type of infection that is known to give you the exact symptoms. So it's like, it's almost like it was like the straw that broke the camel's back. You had this compounded with this compounded with this and, you, and your body was like, oh, hell no, I can't handle this anymore, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then, so we started working with you as we found this stuff. And then if you look on the right-hand side, when we retested several months later, um, you know, the, the, the mold markers were showing much improvement, still a little bit of candida there. Um, but with, but with everything else showing improvement, the candida is not really going to give you a big issue at that, at that level, because it wasn't that high. But if we go down to the bottom, almost everything is right in the center. Like almost everything is right where it needs to be. That's pretty cool. And we did it all with, with what Tyler, we did it all with botanicals and nutraceuticals and herbs, correct? Correct. And clean eating. And a lot of clean eating, right? Mm -hmm. And Anne worked with you a lot on that. Yes, and I was a little you know, scared at first, but she broke me. <laughs> it was really awesome working with Tyler in, in nutrition because having that analytical scientific mind, he was willing to do pretty much anything that we proposed he do. And that was so crucial in him seeing the benefits that he saw. I mean, these two tests are only six months apart. That is a huge improvement in six months time. And yes, all the supplements were a factor, but so was the diet. That was such a huge part of it. Yeah, pretty, pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. Let's move in here and let's see what else that we found. Um, also in your, also in your test, um, if we moved down to some of the nutritional markers and the neurotransmitter metabolites. Let's look at the one, let's look at the one on the right-hand side and let's kind of dial in and zoom in on that just a little bit. And I want to go down to the bottom where it says neurotransmitter metabolites. So there's, there are different tests that we can do to really dial in on what the brain chemistry is doing and what the levels of your different brain chemicals look like, like serotonin or dopamine, GABA, epinephrine, norepinephrine, all of that. Um, this test is a little bit more pulled back, like it's not looking at as much detail in the brain chemicals, but it, it was definitely giving us clues to look deeper. And if we look here, we could see that he had a pattern. Uh, if you look at marker 33, and versus 34. Marker 33 is off to the right of the gold bar, and marker 34 is way down on the left-hand side. Now, typically, you want to see those markers almost directly underneath each other. You want to see like a ratio of one to one, but he actually had a ratio, you know, it was like a, a 2.7, where the dopamine was high, but it wasn't converting into the norepinephrine and epinephrine. So the epinephrine and norepinephrine were really low. And this is a very common pattern that happens both with mold toxicity and with clostridia infections. So what happens is it's inhibiting the DBH enzyme that is needed to convert the dopamine into epinephrine and norepinephrine. And you are showing a classic pattern for that, Tyler. So here we are and we're telling you about, oh, mold causes this typical issue and so does clostridia. And then when we get down to that section of the test, it's showing exactly what we were saying that is a classic pattern for that. What did you think when we went over that with you? I thought that was the coolest thing because I'm a visual learner. 
just kind of seeing that on paper, I mean, it made sense. Absolutely, it you know, does. It made sense. Absolutely. Um, and do you want to do you want to touch on uh, some of the chemical toxins that we found? Absolutely. So one um, of the big toxins that we found with Tyler was propylene oxide, and this is mainly in plastics. Um, your levels, Tyler, were so off the charts here, you know, more than the 95th percentile. And this is where we really had to do a lot of lifestyle change. We had to figure out where all these toxins were coming from and then ditch the plastics. What was it like for you to kind of um, have to be an investigator and kind of figure out where you might be getting these things? Uh, I mean, I kind of like doing like, investigative work I guess if you, that's what you call it uh just sitting here thinking about it I I honestly don't remember what I did to fix that I think I just started really staying away from plastics and just being yes. mindful well, of chemicals yeah let me I'll refresh your memory because I remember this very well your diet change was a big part of this because a lot of the um, microwave type food and packaged foods and the processed foods were, were a big factor here because that's where a lot of these chemicals come from is the packaging, um, the way foods are heated. And so, you know, changing the diet in that aspect really helped lower um, some of your toxin levels. And after, you know, the first one was here in, in April, you know, a couple months later in January, we had this, uh, you know, almost all the way down. It's, it's amazing how we saw so much progress on, on your toxin levels dropping so quickly. Um, but this, you know, this toxin is, is, it's used in a lot of food additives. Um, it's also used as an herbicide and it's carcinogenic for humans. So it was really important that we work to pull these, you know, environmental toxins out of your body. Um, and then also, you know, just something to take into consideration for all of the, for, you know, for all of you who are listening, uh, you know, we did put a little description under here on, you know, um, on, on some of the things uh, that can happen, like some of the sources of, of this, uh, and also, you know, showing that it's a probable hu uh, human carcinogen, meaning it's cancer causing, pretty much all uh, synthetic chemicals are going to be <laughs> cancer causing. They're going to change. They're going to, they're going to alter the, the uh, chemistry of the body. But one of the common denominators that we find with all these chemicals is that they cause both central and peripheral nervous system toxicity. And so, you know, here Tyler is, he's struggling a lot with, you know, stuff that has to do with his central nervous system, you know, with his brain function. And here he's got these off-the-level charts of these toxins. Let's jump into this next one here really quick. Um, he had several toxins, and we're just showing you a couple of them to, today just for time's sake. But this is another toxin that we found. And uh, for whatever reason, when I put the, the slide together, I couldn't seem to get the red line underneath the uh, part of the sentence there. So I'm not trying to cross it out where it says, that it comes from styrene packaging. I'm not trying to cross that out. Uh, that was actually supposed to be underlining under where it says that it adversely affects the central nervous system, causes concentration problems, fatigue, 
and a few other things. And those were the exact same symptoms that you were actually having, Tyler. Like you were having central nervous system issues, brain issues, right? And you were having concentration issues and you were having fatigue issues. Like you must have looked at this and gone, oh my God. I mean, I was kind of like, wow, I'm surprised I'm still going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's crazy. And you know what? It's my son. So he is an engineer also. Um, and he's not a rocket scientist like you are, but he's a chemical engineer. And, uh, you know, we had a conversation a while back, a couple of years ago, where he was telling me that basically petroleum based, uh, um, you know, uh, chemicals are in almost everything that we use. Yep. And they are toxic. And even in his schooling, uh, as an engineer, you know, he said, yeah, we learned like this stuff is really toxic and it's in everything. It's in our, it's in your makeup, it's in your lotions, it's in your, you know, food storage containers, you know, it's in, it's in the carpet, you know, like it's, it's everywhere. And it doesn't just break down very easily. Right. And, and so I found that interesting that, you know, even on the engineering side, chemical engineering side, they will, you know, they, they, they tell them like, yeah, like this stuff is toxic, but nobody's saying anything about like, well, what can we do to clean up our environment so that we're not, you know, so sick, right? Um, and so, yeah, that, that was crazy. When I saw those levels, I was like, oh my gosh, you know. But as you can see by looking at his before and after labs, you know, from April of 2019 to January of 2020, he dropped more than half. Um, and, uh, you know, you're still working on getting these things out. I would imagine by now they're probably gone. Um, and so, you know, we just need to do what we just need to follow up with some more data and get some more labs here. Mm -hmm. But, but let me just scroll forward here really quick, because I know you got to get ready to go back to class. Um, you know, just showing you in closing the symptom sheet, you know, I, I feel so happy and so proud when I see this, I mean, this is just a really, really big deal. And, um, you know, so for those of you watching, you know, whether you're in your twenties, you know, um, or, you know, even if you're 10 years old or in your twenties, or if you're in your sixties or your seventies, you know, um, these things can be fixed, you know, 90, what more, I would say like 97% of the time, I mean, our success rates with our clients are that high. Uh, and the only time that we don't see changes is when you don't make the change. It's like, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Right. And so, you know, I hope that for those of you who, who are getting to hear Tyler, talk about this and you're getting to see the data behind it too that this is inspiring for you because this is why Tyler came on is to inspire and pass forward that there's nothing wrong with you you're not broken there are answers and there are solutions right Tyler right Tyler talk about how things are different for you now how is how is life different after this year of work that you put in uh, I would say I've definitely grown as a person, definitely have a lot more uh, self-compassion for myself, very aware of a lot of different things in my life and always willing to learn and grow. And, uh, because I kind of did the hard work with your program, I kind of apply that same principle with a lot of other things that I do. And, uh, it's seriously, and I, like not exaggerating that's the best thing that happened to me because i'm not sure how much longer it can last me because i was like eh, life's not as peachy as everyone says it is so i was you know i was just trying my best just to 
just keep pushing forward and I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did not give up because I don't give up easily. But it's not an easy journey. You cannot give up. It's not a quick fix. You got to put the work in just like anything in life. Yeah. Well, we just adore you, Tyler. And we're so proud of you for the work that you've done on yourself to make a change. Uh, and, you know, you're going to impact the world with, with the work that you're going to do after you graduate. And, and you're going to impact the world, too, by being able to help educate and inspire other people. And, and, uh, and I also just wanted to throw out there how proud I am of you that, you're, that you've learned that, you know, this isn't like a, you know, oh, I, you know, I reached the mountaintop, I'm done now. Like, you know, you have to stay on top of your health. It's, it's a journey. It's not a destination. And there are going to be things that pop up over your life and, 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 you know, and hopefully you're going to be okay with that because it's just, it's just a part of, you know, keeping, keeping on top of your health and understanding that you have to maintain yourself. Um, you know, just like we maintain, you know, our cars and our homes and everything else, we have to maintain ourselves too. So I'm really, really proud of you to see that you're continuing on your health journey and working on optimization now. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we can't wait to have you back. Um, I want to know how you're doing once you get your first job and, you know, I'm super, super excited to follow up with you on that. Ann and I love you so much. And uh, we're going to let you go because we know you got to get back to class. Yeah, unfortunately, otherwise I'd stay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we would have you on as long as you want to. All right, Tyler, we will see you soon. All right, sounds good.